Good morning, everybody. Welcome, Zoomers. Welcome, Instagram Live. We are so happy to see you. My name is Dolan Garangadas, and we are starting officially today the prayer revolution. I'm tuning in live from Brooklyn, New York. We've got people streaming in on Instagram Live. Our very good friend um, and co-host, Veer Bajaram, is tuning in right now. I'm going to patch him in. Um, and uh, Veer Bajaram, why don't you go and say something as you pop up on Zoom? Okay. Good morning, everybody. Good to see you. Awesome. Welcome, everybody. So glad to see all of our beloved. Um, uh, somebody said they're not hearing any sound. Can you guys hear us on Instagram Live? We got our good friends Bob and Philly, Bryn, our official scribe, Brian Egan, the New York, the New York Yorgini. Thanks for being here, Alessia. The New York Yorgini's been tuning in since day one, and I just found out. Uh, who she is. She's in our intro to Bhakti group that I started yesterday. Good friend Alessia in New York from Italy. David Shields, the Rowdy Yogini, all these beautiful, beautiful friends are here. Veronica Lynnhurst, too many to, to count. And uh, Rinku and all of our beautiful Zoomers. Just wanted to give a special welcome to Bhakta Louie, who's joining us for the first time on Zoom. Bhakta Louie is a hometown hero, a regular uh, contributor and audience member of Wisdom of the Sages. Um, he goes way back, one of the original Krishna conscious devotees in our movement who's responsible in many ways for the, for the coming to, to Bhakti, for our good friends and teachers and mentors, Kastuba and Raghunath. And he's a, he's a humble soul, a wise soul, and a, um, a deep character of, of life. And so we're so glad you're here, Bhakti. It's, it's, it's really an honor. Just want to give a shout out to you. Um, and to all of our listeners, if you're tuning in on Instagram Live, we have a live Zoom group that tunes in as well. You can write to us at prayerrevolution at bhaktisenter.org or just go to our website, bhaktisenter.org slash online to find our Zoom link. We'd love to have you on Zoom. We have a more live and um, active chat board that we're able to follow. We love all the comments and questions and reflections that pop up on Instagram, but the way Instagram Live works, as soon as your comment comes, somebody else makes a comment and then we just, we just lose it. We lose your comments and we're not able to track them as much. But if you join us on Zoom, we can see your lovely faces and we can also um, interact with you more, more effectively on the Zoom chat board. So we invite you all to come over to Zoom if you um, can get on our Zoom link. And um, we're here every morning, 9 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. Um, it's a prayer revolution because uh, there's revolution that's needed in our world, um, but it's not external, it's internal. It starts with me. Um, before Google, before Zoom, before Instagram, before social media, really even before emails really existed in Republic. When I when the only internet connection that people had was AOL chat rooms. You remember AOL chat rooms, Vera? Do you ever have an AOL? I was like, what? Why are, why are, what, why are people, just call me. If you want to talk, just call me. Deanna and I fell in love on AOL Instant Messenger. Oh my God, that's why it was created. There's always a divine plan. That's the divine plan that Krishna created AOL for that purpose. And so, um, so Deanna and Vera fell in love. And um, you know, some of us were searching for love and never found it. They, they connected. Um, but before all of that, I was, in, I was in Northern California visiting a friend of mine who was going to school up there in Santa Cruz. And we popped into a little bookstore and saw a little button that said, be the change you want to see in the world. And that was the first time I heard that phrase. Now it's everywhere on tote bags and yoga pants and you find it everywhere. But be the change you want to see in the world. By God. And I was like, wow. And I was a spiritually minded person and kind of an activist in high school and my first college research paper was on sweatshops overseas, and I was like into social justice. And I thought, wow, if the rest of the world was like me, would that be a good thing? 
And I couldn't give a strong yes to that question. And that's when I really, my journey outward of like revolution, and I was into political revolution, I was into social reformation, all this stuff. And I just thought, wow, it really starts with me. And what consciousness am I bringing to the problems I'm trying to solve in the world? And and will I ever figure it out on my own? And is this something that I'm, you know, I used to work in a restaurant and every day we throw so much food away. It was crazy. And you would think there's so many people hungry in the world. And it's like, this is a problem that I'm not going to solve. I can, contri- I can contribute to the solution, but really like, this is a God-sized problem, you know? And so let me connect to that higher source in a, in a way. And I really felt that was the beginning of my spiritual journey. And and I believe that God led me to where I was eventually at the 18 years old. I found a copy of the Bhagavad Gita, became a monk for 10 years, got married in 2014. Now I'm living in Brooklyn doing a prayer revolution podcast. But that's the, that's the long and short of it. But the point is that the change and reformation we want to see in the world starts with us. And it begins with, with prayer, which is not just, dear Lord, give me this, give me that. But it's my dear Lord, please connect me to your divine will, to your divine vision. Help me see that vision in my everyday interactions, in my marriage in my business, in my hobbies, in my whatever it is that I'm doing. And so we pray for that connection every day. Um, And uh, Vera Budger leads us in a prayer each morning. Uh, Prayer is something you do regardless of religion, regardless of political party, even if you're a Democrat, even if you're Republican, even if you're independent, even if you're going to abstain from voting, prayer applies to you. And uh, we're glad that you're here. And um, and so Vera Budger will lead us in a warm uh, toaster oven prayer. Uh, that warms our hearts, and, uh, and then we'll have a conversation about it. And we'd love to hear from you. So send your questions, comments in on the chat board. We have our steady beloved scribe, Bryn, who will be tracking all of the notes and, uh, and tracking your questions, and we'll try to answer them. And we're so glad you're here. How are you, Vera? I'm doing great, Baba. Super grateful to be with you. It's like a, a, it's like a spiritual cup of coffee <laughs> just coming on at 9 a.m. and, and he, and, and hearing you welcome everybody and, and uh, yeah, create the space for us to dive in. So I'm super grateful for, for your warmth. You are the toaster oven, Bubba. I'm the bagel. <laughs> <laughs> what kind of bagel are you here? <laughs> bagel, something like that. <laughs> I have, uh, I'm, I'm grateful to be with you guys this morning. I, I wrote a prayer. I was reading uh, Bhagavatam, Bhagavat Purana this morning, and uh, just one line just inspired me to, to write. And so I, I wrote down a little prayer for us this morning. And those of us that are not familiar with prayer, we're just going to get into a comfortable seat, a comfortable pause in our morning. You can bring your palms folded if that's something that you feel called to. And connect to your breath. Connect to the present moment and connect to an energy of receiving. Right now, we are pausing our life to remember that at any moment, at any moment in time, any moment of our life, we can pause and we are we're able to receive grace. Grace is available to us constantly. It's available to us every moment of our life. We just have to pause to receive it. So we'll close our eyes and go into that, that inner space, setting an intention. What is it that you're seeking? more than anything in your life? What is it that you're looking for? What is that meaning? What is that purpose that you're seeking that will satisfy you on the deepest level, that will fulfill you at the soul level? What is that connection that you're looking for? 
So in that mood of receiving this grace, their prayer for my Lord, just as the sun removes darkness, please be situated in my consciousness and remove the darkness of illusion with your divine presence. We are all wandering this world, searching for meaning, happiness, love, purpose, and all of these treasures and so much more are found when our consciousness is reunited with you. Give us the strength and the steadfastness to remember you in all that we do and to bring that illuminating, loving presence to all those we come into contact with. Please give us the faith through factual experience that everything we're looking for is found in you. Let all of our love and attention flow toward you like a river to the sea. Together, hearing this Maha Mantra, your divine name, let us feel that intimacy and let us feel that closeness with you. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare 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 Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Beautiful, Vera. You wrote that? That was, uh, yes, that was written this morning. Yeah, and it's just basically just, you know, I'm, I'm taking it from somewhere. It's coming from teachers and teachings and friends, and it's coming from, uh, coming, yeah, so really, coming from the heart. Everything you do comes from the heart. Um, you see me, you see me, you're like that heart emoji with the one, the one that has the hearts and the eyes. That's, that's how I feel like you are toward, toward me. It was thinking, um, I was thinking of uh, our good friend, uh, Alexandra Moga posted, you know, every, everyone, I don't know if there's like, I, there's like these trends on Instagram, like all of a sudden I see everyone's kind of doing the same thing and posting their stories. I'm like, how do people hear about this? Like everyone's doing this and everyone's doing that. And, and it seems that everyone's doing today, the last couple of days is everyone's posting like all these things from the past. Like this was in December 21st, 2018. This was this. And so um, Alexandra Moga posted a throwback, maybe because it's yesterday was Thursday. Throwback. Somebody once said it's a throwback Thursday. And then they said, I hope today's Thursday. <laughs> <laughs> Losing track. But uh, Moga uh, posted a, like a, a, it was a year ago or something, her and our good friends, Sundari, uh, Go, uh, Sundari Gopi and, and uh, Rukmini Podar and my wife who went and saw a Trevor Hall concert in uh, Brooklyn and uh, and it was a throwback and I was reminded of the song he wrote you can't rush your healing um, it's a beautiful song and the opening lyrics because you were saying I asked did you write that prayer and like it's coming from somewhere and the opening lyrics of the song he writes because he's such he's such a beautiful songwriter and it's so and it's not just like love songs or heartbreak it's like it's deep songs about life about connection about God about meaning about peace and uh, he wrote, it comes to me upon the strings when I hear it while I sing. I can't say it's my creation, staying patient what it brings. Let me say I'm coming humble. I don't know what's right or wrong. I just keep on believing, passing down an old, old song, mm -hmm. an old song. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was, it kind of made him so endearing to me as a person just because it's like, you know, here's a great guy that writes such great music and so talented and at the same time can be very unassuming. And he writes, you know, hey, like, 
whatever I'm saying, if it's of meaning, I'm just passing down an old song, mm -hmm. you know, that's been sung for generations and years and thousands of years from the beginning of time. I'm just passing down this message. Mm -hmm. and as you were saying, this prayer, it's almost kind of like a prayer revolution. Like we're just passing down an old, old prayer. Mm -hmm. It's just an old prayer that's been prayed for generations, for thousands of years. My dear Lord, help me see you. Mm -hmm. Dear Lord, please, please show up in my, please not, don't just show up in my life, but please allow me to see how you're showing up in my life, mm -hmm. you know? And, mm -hmm. uh, I, you know, you, you mentioned that we're, we're wandering around in the world just looking. I saw also, I got another analogy and then I'll, and then I'll shut up. But uh, I was thinking of this analogy, this, um, it's not an analogy, but it was a story. I watched a documentary once on um, Alcatraz. You know, Alcatraz, it's, the, it's a prison. It's not active anymore, I don't believe, but it's in San Francisco and it's an island. It's an mm -hmm. island in the San Francisco Bay that was one of the most difficult prisons to ever break out of. And they were interviewing some of the former prisons and sometimes they'd be put in, in solitary confinement and they would call, they would, it would it'd call like the dark hole or so they put them in a solitary confinement and with no lights, no windows and no lights. And so they're just like going crazy trying to pass the time. And one guy said that what we would do to pass the time is that he would, I would take a button off of my shirt and I'd flip the button up into the air and let it fall on the ground. And to pass the time, I'd get down on my hands and knees and I would just search for that button. It was pitch black in there. I'd just be searching for that button. It's like, and then he, however long, take him a minute, 10 minutes, an hour, and just search for that button. And then he'd find it and then he'd do it again. Like that's how we'd pass the time, just in this dark cell. Wow. And it was kind of like, I mean, it's crazy whether or not you think that's human torture or appropriate or not is a separate issue, but it's just kind of like, wow, like, that's really what we're doing in the material world in a sense. Hmm. We're flipping this button of happiness and then we're just crawling around in the dark thinking that we're going to find it. Hmm. You know? And hmm. it's like, wow, and what is darkness? Darkness is just the absence of light. And Krishna hmm. is that shining sun that we just need to turn around and face. Mm -hmm. you know? So I was just thinking of that, that, that concept, that imagery of just kind of like wandering around in the dark. Mm -hmm. just searching for something like what am i searching for and realizing oh my god i don't have to, i don't have to search in the dark i don't have mm -hmm. to wait for someone to come and turn the light on i just need to turn around and change my focus change my perspective and and that's the old prayer that's being passed down the same old song the same old prayers like my dear lord help me to like turn around and face the light mm-hmm Right. So beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> so beautiful. I want you just to keep on speaking. You're, That'll you're touching your prayer. That was what your prayer invoked. You're touching the heart. You know, and I was, I was thinking about as you were sharing, as, as we're searching for the button, right? As we're searching for truth, as we're searching for meaning, as we're searching for connection with a higher power that, you know, as, a, as it was one line in Bhagavatam, it was just, just as the rising sun removes the darkness of the sky, and, and then it was, the verse went on to talk about, you know, talk about some, something else, but it was just that one line that just as the rising sun removes the darkness in the sky, you know, and then from there it was like, yeah, please be situated in my consciousness and remove the darkness of illusion with your divine presence, you know, and then, and, and, and then as I went on to keep writing, I was like, mm. wow, I was like, I, I feel like I can just keep mm. writing. And and I had to get a car and, and drive over. I'm staying in like this little cabana that has no, uh, no internet or anything. It's You're staying in, in a cabana? Middle of my friend's property, his land in Florida. I'm staying in this little, yeah, little guest house, this little studio. 
um, a friend a friend actually rents it from him and then she's staying with her boyfriend now so so I'm staying there on quarantine I'm still on quarantine I feel like I have the plague I literally I'm like I like don't like open the door now because I came from New York so everyone's like watch out for that guy you know like he's definitely gonna kill you if you touch him you know and so like <laughs> I like have like special cloths that I like open doors with and like wipe everything down after I'm like, I literally, I, I'm like, this, it reminds me of like, you know, being like a drug dealer when I was younger. I had to like wipe everything down after and like, <laughs> did you, did, did I, you just I, I, drop I, I, that <laughs> casually when you were doing drugs as a younger kid? <laughs> yeah, that's that, that, that is the truth. That is the truth. And, uh, I told you, and so it, wild you know, stories from Vera is the name of our next episode. <laughs> If they serve, then then we'll share them. But I, otherwise, I don't want to want to waste our time. But but there's um, you know, so so I'm I'm sitting down and, and I'm so I'm at my friend's uh, I'm I'm there today and I knew I had to go. I knew I had to get in the car to come over here. But I literally felt like I could keep writing. Like I literally, it was like a feeling of like I could write for the rest of my life. Like I could I could like this pen could never leave this this notebook. Because because now I'm hearing a bird chirping and oh my God, like that's reminding me of like the beauty of God. And, and now the sun is rising and wow, that's reminding me just being in that consciousness, going into a little bit of like a meditation, going into a little bit of like searching for that button, searching for truth, searching for meaning, searching for God in my life. That if that's my intention, if that's my focus and, and, and I'm making it this practice, then literally everything becomes a prompt for that. You know, everything becomes like this, this catalyst to help me to remember again. When, the, when I hear the sirens in New York City, you know, when I see, you know, when I hear the storm and the rumbling of the clouds and the lightning in the sky and the rain shining, that everything can become this catalyst for remembering. Everything can become this catalyst for reconnecting. And so that's kind of like, as I think, what you that, yeah, okay, whatever my situation is, how do I pause in my life to look for God, to look for meaning? Because it's available for us every single moment of our life. Mm. It's available for us. And, and, and if I can pause for just a moment and I can really just say, hey, this is what I'm looking for. I'm looking for your splendor. I'm looking for your beauty. I'm looking for that connection. And even like you're saying, even in the darkness, you can find that button. Mm. Even in the darkness, you can find mm -hmm. that meaning. You can find that connection, mm -hmm. and and so it's it's um yeah. So just yeah. just feeling like how to how to keep that as a meditation. You know, that's what we're that's really yeah. I feel like what we're talking about, and and that the prayer could continue, right? It's like the prayer is the same thing. We're talking about the same thing every single day of our life. It is simple. It's not that we've got to like come up with a new topic every single day, but there are unlimited angles of vision on the same truth. There's unlimited angles mm. of vision. We can find that beauty and find that splendor in every moment of our life, if that's what we're looking for, even in the darkness, yeah. even in the, stor the stormy night, we can find it. And so. Yeah, it's so beautiful. Um, it's, 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 it's hard to think of Krishna being like, God being the sun in our life and shining light without thinking of this verse from the Chaitanya Charitamrita, this famous verse, it says Krishna Surya Sama, that Krishna, all of the Supreme Lord, is compared to sunshine, and Maya or illusion is compared to darkness. Wherever there is sunshine, there cannot be darkness. As soon as one takes a Krishna consciousness, the darkness of illusion, the influence of the external energy will immediately vanish. 
And in the commentary, Srila Prabhupada mentions this verse from the Bhagavatam, uh, which is from the second canto, ninth chapter, verse 34, where he says that um, he's, the Lord is speaking and he says, whatever appears to be of any value, if it, was, if it is without relation to me, has no reality. Know it as my illusory energy, that reflection, which appears to be in darkness. And in the commentary, like as, as you were saying, it's, it's, it's very powerful, this, this example that Srila Prabhupada gives. He says, misconceiving one thing for another thing is called illusion. For example, accepting a rope as a snake is illusion. But the rope is not false. The rope as it exists in the front of the illusion person is not at all false, but the acceptance is illusory. Therefore, the wrong conception of anything, of the, wrong conception, the wrong conception of accepting this material manifestation as being divorced from the energy of the Lord is illusion, but it is not false. And this illusory conception is called the reflection of the reality in the darkness of ignorance. And so I was just thinking of that, like, it's like, imagine you have a rope, like imagine you're, it's dark and you see this rope and you think it's a snake and you're afraid of it and you treat it as such, but the, when the light shines on, it's like, oh, it's just a rope, you know? Mm -hmm. And so it's like, we're searching for that button in the, in the material world, happiness. And we think, we think we found, look, I found happiness and we found happiness. But when you shine divine light on you, realize like, oh, this isn't what I thought it was. Like, this is where I'm going to find happiness. Happiness is, is over there. Or the way that I was trying to squeeze happiness out of this thing is different than what it's actually meant to be. This isn't meant for me to squeeze happiness out of it and try to satisfy myself. This is meant for me to be used in service to other people. And that actually invokes happiness within me when I recognize this isn't mine. Mm -hmm. This belongs to God. And mm -hmm. let me use it in the service of others. Mm -hmm. You know, and so it's like, it's almost like that light shine like it's just like it's like my dear lord please shine divine light on this situation and when you shine your light on this situation i can see it more clearly because the way i'm looking at it, i have skewed vision i just have skewed mm -hmm. vision i have skewed vision of who my wife should be and how she should treat me i have skewed vision about who my children should be and how they should treat me i have skewed vision about how my boss should treat me i have skewed vision about how my friends should treat me i have skewed vision about how the government should treat me i have skewed vision about how i should be treating the world all of these things just shine light on that and allow mm. me to see what things are, what things actually are. Um, somebody mm -hmm. was asking for the chapter of that. Um, it's Srimad Bhagavatam chapter two, Canto, uh, Canto two, chapter nine, verse 34. And so, um, um, but it's, 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 it's like, that's just kind of the prayer. That's what we're asking for. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. To be, yeah, I'd be able to see, I was thinking about last night, there was, there was this rainstorm down here in, uh, in Florida, a torrential rainstorm on my phone pops up and it's like, there is a tornado in your area. And I was like, Whoa, I was like, okay. All right. You're not showing up for the podcast tomorrow. Don't <laughs> there's a tornado. I was like, okay, all right. I'm in this like tiny little shed, you know? And I'm like, okay, like if, if there's a tornado, if a tornado comes, you know, like I'm, I'm finished, you know? And, uh, and, and it, and it kept me up, you know, I was, I was sitting down and I love rainstorms. I grew up in Texas and they have like, they have like you know, these like torrential rainstorms, mm. thunder, crap. Think about it. I remember as a kid, like being in school and just like looking out the window when, it, when, when there was a rainstorm and it just gave mm. like such a solace to my heart to be in like a torrential rainstorm. Something about it. You know, 
you know, just feeling the power of my feeling the, the, the power of one little kind of spark of God's energy, something about it just gave us comfort inside. Like it made me feel small, but also kind of made me feel like cozy and, and held. And last night when I was here in this rainstorm, because you know, we get them in New York, we get some, some good rainstorms here, but not like Florida. It's just mm-hmm. another level. Lightning and thunder is a whole other level. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and I'm sitting down on the couch and I literally, I couldn't go to sleep because I was just appreciating it so much. I just turned the lights off and watching the lightning, you know, cracking and seeing, you know, the thunder and, 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 the, and hearing the rain hitting the tin roof. And, and I was thinking, you know, when I woke up this morning, I was like, wow, I was like, you know, there, there's definitely was a part of me that like when I heard the wind hitting the building, I was like, man, like, it's pretty scary, actually, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's a pretty scary situation here. But I felt shelter, you know, even this little, this little shack, you know, and it's like, okay, the tornado comes. I, I remember as a kid, get in the bathtub, you know, like, I'll go jump in the bathtub. I somehow I felt this shelter, even though right outside of me with, you know, like just a few inches of space, right outside is like this torrential storm that could just rip me apart. I felt sheltered. Mm. I felt like safety. I mean, I felt, uh, I felt like soothed. Mm. I was reading a book. I was reading Viktor Frankl's A Man's, Man's Search for Meaning and, uh, and just feeling like, okay, wow, I'm, I'm, I'm touching this, this, this wisdom and this knowledge of, of this, you know, this great kind of personality, this very, very deep and insightful person. And there's this storm and there's this darkness right outside, but I'm feeling such shelter somehow or other. Like I'm just feeling totally safe and secure. And so I was thinking about in our life, you know, as, as we're searching throughout our life and we're coming into the storms of life, the darkness of life, like what's our shelter? Like really like where are we getting that? Like you're talking about, where are we getting that illuminating mm. presence? You know, where's, shining into our life you know where the darkness is dispelled where the illusion is dispelled and how can we we know where our shelter is how can we know that when i walk through this door and i sit down on the couch no matter what storm of life is taking place no matter what type of darkness or challenge difficulty is taking place that i feel that shelter that I feel that protection, that I feel that safety. And, and that's, that's, that's like a, that's rhetorical. And that's like a question also is, is to you, DG, because I, I love when you're, you know, you're, you're on your roles, where's our shelter, you know, for all of us that are listening, where, where's our shelter? How do we, how do we discover where our shelter is? And so that we know where we're going, we know what's taking place in our life. We and, and, and we, we feel that safety and we feel I that think, connection. Um, something, I was reflecting on that today for myself because during this time of quarantine, it's like I've, I've been having, and I think we're all having our ups and our downs and it's, and it always kind of feels like I am just like, I am just one uh, hair's width away from like having a great day or just like the, this day's a wash. Like, you know what I mean? It's, sometimes it's like, it's like 9.45 and I'm like, this day's over. Like, <laughs> this day's not mm-hmm. going anywhere, you know? And so it's, it's, it's hard sometimes to stay on top of things. And like last week I was kind of going through like a downslope and then the last few days I was like on this big upswing. Then the, day, the last couple of days I'm like, oh, like I'm not sure which way I'm going. And I just thought like, okay, today and this weekend, I just need to pause, I need to reset. And I think like in this word sad and a spiritual practice, I think that we can approach it in two ways. Ideally the two can go together is that we have a little something that we do every single day. 
you know? And, but sometimes it's like life is hard. And especially in these times of quarantine, we would expect that we'd be more on top of things, but sometimes we're less on top of things just because of the emotional or the mental, like just challenge of just being, you know what I mean? It's like, you know, we just weren't trained for this. You know what I mean? Like we weren't trained to be put into isolation, you know, it's just thrown into it. And so I think like, okay, I need to, I need to like pause and like, at least, let me just give myself a day. Let me give myself a day. I'm just going to put stuff aside. And today I'm just going to really focus on resetting my spiritual clock. You know, I'm just going to put today aside or tomorrow aside. I'm going to clean the house. I'm going to put my stuff in order. I'm going to look at my schedule. I'm going to give myself some time to chant, to read. And it's like, if we're not able to keep up on a day-to-day steady sadhana, then plan times in your life where you can give yourself a heavy dose, you know, plan time. You're like, okay, okay. Like, and if it's not the whole day, half a day, this morning, this evening, you know, because it's like, if we're not doing that, if we're not doing steady every day and we're not doing like strong doses here and there, you know, we're just going to, it's, it's just, we're going to, we're going to slip into a new norm of dis- disconnection will be the new norm. And it's just going to be hard to like pull ourselves out of it, you know? And so mm-hmm. it's like, it's, it's staying on top of that in that strong way. And, and I, and I find that self very much strongly in myself. Um, we could talk more about that, but we are, we're running out of time. And I wanted to, um, I wanted to hear if there's a closing words from our good friend, Bakta Louie. Bakta Louie, how was your first, your first time on the prayer revolution? Tell us, tell us your feedback. Well, I got to thank one of my soul sisters. You're who, muted, Bakta like, Louie. Oh, I'm sorry. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Still muted. Still muted. You sure you're not muted? Your sound on 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 the. Oh, my sound is muted. Sorry. Go for it. Okay. Can you hear me now? I can hear you now. It was me. All I right. was the problem. I have to thank one of my soul sisters who's uh, you know joins us on the uh, morning program with uh, with the wisdom of sages. Miss Julie Bondina is the one who made me aware of what's going on at the Bhakti Center at nine o'clock. Um, I have to say this. Please accept my most humble obeisances, first and foremost. Um, um, I'm always amazed by the fact when I think about the Bhakti Center, is that it's literally, if I'm not mistaken, it's literally either on the same street where Prabhupada opened up his first center at, or it's around the corner. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. It's it's on the around the corner. It's it's immediately on the exact opposite side of the block. So that I mean that that just to me that speaks volumes about where the movement has come mm. since he crossed that ocean and you know came and we were fortunate enough that he made it here. You know what I mean? But um. You know, I can't thank you guys enough, man. You guys are the ones that are in the front lines. You know, um, you know, we live in a country that we have this huge divide, and it's not getting any smaller. It's just, you know, it's turning into a gorge instead of a divide. So I'm, what I'm trying to say is, it's, you know, the wisdom of the sages and this class right here, man, it's keeping me from losing what little sanity I have left in the material world. <laughs> okay. All right. Thank you, Dr. Lou. We appreciate that very, very much. We, we love it. You know, just keep up, keep up, keep up with, you know, the good, good work, the devotional service you're doing and know that, 
Prabhupada and Krit, the, the, the deities in that center are just smiling and just, just raining the mercy upon all of you. Man. That's mm-hmm. a beautiful thing. Thank you so much. We love you, Dr. Louis. Thank you, for keeping love it you. Real. Thank you for keeping it real for us, reminding us that there is a divine smile shining on us that as soon as that, when that rainstorm is, that rainstorm shakes us up. It's like, a, um, you know, like when a tree, I was in, I was in uh, Spain last summer and they have olive trees. And sometimes what they do to get the olives out, they shake the tree, they shake the tree to see what kind of things fall out. And so sometimes those storms, it's just shaking us. It's shaking we us do to something see. Similar. We do something similar in Puerto Rico with the mango trees. We just kick them. And the ripe ones just come raining out of the tree, like boom. So Krishna's shaking us off to see what falls, and then as soon as everything, the dust settles, as soon as the as soon as the dust settles, we um we get uh, we get that smiling rainbow smile from uh, from Krishna. And so we got to wrap it up, Doctor Lou. We got to wrap up our show today. We love you. We only go for half an hour here, so we got to wrap it up. We're Thank so you glad so that much you're for here. This good nectar every morning, probably. Don't forget, it's very, very take- Thank you so much. Grateful for you, Bakalui. Your voice, just the sound of your voice is like the, the gentle rumbling of the, of the clouds that brings us closer to the divine. So we're so grateful for you. And uh, DJ, just reflecting what you were sharing for all of us, you know, we, we have this opportunity to really search for our shelter. Where we get our shots. When we that's find that, that, you know, right that's something now, we want to hold on to for the rest of our life, no matter what. For me, for me, you know, like the sun is shining, me, whether it's a rainstorm, it's, it's, a, it's a stormy time in our life. We find that shelter, the chanting the, the divine names of the Lord in prayer, in service, in reading sacred God. literature, connecting with our spiritual friends. Wherever we find that shelter, let's search for it today. Let's God. know where it is, and anytime we need it, let's give ourselves to it. Let's get under that shelter. Amen. Amen to that. We love, love you guys. Nice. We love you all love so you much. Too. We are here every morning, 9 a.m. to 9.30 a.m. Eastern time. If you want to please, please join us on Zoom. If you're tuning in Instagram Live, we'd love to have you switch over to our Zoom chat board and Zoom uh, call. You can find that at bhaktisenter.org slash online, or you can email us at prayerrevolution.org. We also have all of these podcasts posted um, for recordings on our um soundcloud and youtube live and also today all of our listeners special announcement special announcement special announcement we have a new podcast that's being launched today at 10 a.m that my uh, lovely wife Rasiga gopi is doing along with our good friend and marketing director at the bucket center lalita priya they are launching a new whether it's a one-time or new regular weekly podcast but it's going to be talking about it's uh, it's overcoming body consciousness and they'll be talking about triggers specifically uh, for women, but men also, about that in this time of quarantine, how much the material world, disproportionately for women, but also for men, puts unrealistic expectations about how our bodies are supposed to look. And when we come to spiritual life, it can sometimes be a hidden struggle. And when we're just told you're not this body, but we're told by material nature so much that our bodies are supposed to look a certain way. And there's tremendous pressures that go along with that. Um, and especially whether it's with dieting or whether it's with exercising or whether it's just with how we present ourselves. And now we're locked in the place of quarantine where sometimes we're just left alone to ourselves. Um, and whether it's food, whether it's exercise or whether it's just daily habits can become an issue. And so they're going to be talking about body consciousness and you can access that podcast on same place, uh, Bhakti Center Instagram Live. Um, I don't know if it's a Zoom chat board yet, but you can go Bhakti Center Instagram Live, 10 a.m. Check it out. 
They're going to be telling personal stories, sharing realizations, and also connecting it to the items of surrender in bhakti and how we can surrender our own as, uh, uh, um, our own understanding of, of, of who we are and how we should be to a higher power. So that's at 10 a.m. from 10 to 10.30. Tune in. We love you guys. See you soon. Take care. Write to us. Be in touch. Have a safe day. And uh, hakuna matata. That's what Love you, little Cleo. No birthday girl Cleo's comes here. Down. Birthday girl comes in. We had uh, Satya, our good friend Satya joining. Mina was here. We got all these beautiful, beautiful friends joining in, all our Zoomers. We love you guys. Take care. And uh, see you next time. Bye-bye. Hari, hari. Love you, DG. See you guys.